You're listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Now it's time to find out what's cooking today. With PodPower, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a PodPower shout-out to CJSR Presents High Level Hip Hop. It's a deep dive into Edmonton's hip-hop scene and the artists helping shape it. The show takes a unique approach to introducing listeners to the OGs and young bloods of Edmonton's hip-hop scene. The show is aimed at those who love local music but might not have had a chance to fall in love with the city's surprisingly diverse hip-hop scene. Each episode features an interview with a local artist, plus a fresh track they recorded at CJSR. Check out episodes with Arlo Maverick, Please Be Nice, and more throughout the season. High Level Hip Hop is produced by CJSR, Edmonton's campus and community radio station. Download it wherever you find podcasts and at highlevelhiphop.transistor.fm. Listeners, <laughs> hello Heather, hello Sarah, hello, hi Erin. Welcome to our final episode of 2022. We've made it. Woot woot! <laughs> Ring all the bells! Yay! I sound excited. Yay. Heather's all really excited about this one. Woo! Yay! No, it's not the episode that I'm not excited about. I just get get those get those New Year resolutions. Maybe the New Year will give me a new. <sighs> yes. What are your resolutions for the year? New Year. Who knows? I never oh set God. resolutions. Do you? No, I never do. But no, I'm I know because I know I'm never going to follow through. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why set ourselves up for failure? That's I mean, why it. would we do that? <laughs> The school photos this year again are fantastic in our house. Oh. I don't know about you guys. That's pretty good. I'm never about like perfect school photos. I didn't even know when picture day was this year. So one of my children has a very moppy top <laughs> up here, yes. which is pretty yeah. darn cute. And uh, my other child got tricked into smiling in his photo. <laughs> <laughs> tricked, tricked into smiling yeah. that's funny he was like you better not pick the smiling photo and I was like picking the smiling photo <laughs> god forbid he should be seen to look happy oh, oh no. yeah I know we know him we know the grandparents are always like this is the best photo you could get <laughs> <laughs> no and that's the whole point school no. are supposed I don't to. even frame the school pictures anymore I just Look oh, I do. And get, I and get love the nice it. <laughs> ah. I like to print them too, actually. Not like huge. They're just little no. pictures that I put in a frame. But I think it's important. It, it, it expresses really who they were at that age. I actually yeah. love looking back. My mom put them in just a binder in those plastic sleeves. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every year. And I actually I have that binder and I still like looking back and I like to compare my picture to my the one kid that kind of looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't compare it to the other one, but it's fun. <laughs> Do your sisters have those binders too? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. That yeah. Really I love the terrible ways that my bangs were done. Oh, oh yeah. It's fun to look at. It, it is so good. I I so enjoy looking at I don't know about you, Erin, but those. Heather and I grew up during the 80s. <laughs> I tell you, when I see my hair then, I'm like, oh my God. Yes. How was yeah. that even like legal? 
Oh, my hair was oh. crimped in one of right. my school photos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I also had the, like, bangs that were curled and then oh, teased. Yes. And oh, then, yeah. Poof. That's so in right now, by the way. It is? That, yes, with oh. a slight, slightly mullety kind of... <laughs> like, even as, a, like, as an adult, every so often my hairdresser will be like, maybe we could do bangs. And I actually think I look good with bangs for about two days. And then I... <laughs> hate them so much and i've been tricked into it a couple of times i don't know if she oh, listens no. but don't if you're listening you know exactly <laughs> what i'm talking about because i say to her no don't even try like just stop trying to tell me to get bangs because you have to you have to style them and who the hell styles their hair i mean i don't oh, look <laughs> and all i have to go back to is the pictures of me in junior high trying to grow out my bangs Mm. So not only was I growing out my bangs, mm -hmm. but I was growing out my bangs in my ugly years. Well, oh, they take boy. longer to grow out now too, because our hair is not the same as it used to be. I barely even let my husband see those photos of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we should get to business. We have, yeah, we have some business to discuss today before we get to food. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All present for the meeting? <clears throat> I, I, I. <laughs> We're pirates now. <laughs> no, that would be R. R. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, get to get to business because I'm clearly off topic. New Year's resolution one. <laughs> yes. Well, I have just sort of started in a direction. I don't know how to say it without saying what I'm doing, but I started school. I went back to school and I'm hoping to pursue a career in whatever I am doing at school. <laughs> and unfortunately, going back to school in at my age is a lot tougher than <laughs> I thought it would be. <laughs> I bet. I can't even imagine doing it. Uh, it is it is not like being in your 20s and being in school. That's for sure. A lot more distractions in life. And uh, and so this would be my last episode with Three Kitchens. But <laughs> we're trying not to cry. Oh, gross. Oh, <laughs> Erin. She Sorry. planned that. She had I that did. all planned out. I yeah. did. I was like, I got to go get this Kleenex box. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay. But um, I wanted to say, you know, I just had this conversation with my cousin. Um, I was sort of telling him what I was doing and wanted to thank my family and my friends for being so supportive and keep listening to this Three Kitchens podcast because Heather and Erin are freaking machines. And I just wanted to say, I can't wait to attend the live show when you guys get really big. <laughs> I just want front row tickets. Deal? Well, I guess as one of the founding hosts, you would certainly have <laughs> VIP tickets. You can you even go. meet and greet with us backstage. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of live show is this going to be? Like us in our jammies on stage? Okay. Will anybody pay to see that? I don't think so. Looking in your jammies. I think that's a great thing. We Hey, why not? And everybody can arrive in their pajamas with their yeah. mug of coffee or their <gasps> cocktail. And there you go. But speaking of cocktails... 
Mm -hmm. Sarah will still be joining us for speakeasy bonus episodes on Friday. So if and the reason is... is because I get to drink with my friends in my jammies. <laughs> so why the hell not? I mean, we will still be getting together to drink in some fashion. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so let's be honest. Well Sarah's recording. going back to school, and she needs. I to need. Be oh wow! <laughs> By the end of the week, yeah. I tell you. That's right. That's right. So if Sarah, listeners, if Sarah is your favorite and you only tune in to listen to Sarah, we hope you'll still join us on Tuesdays, <laughs> even without her here, because we... Of course they will. What favorite? Want you to keep listening, please. That's right. Uh, and we'll do our... Maybe she'll slip us a recipe now and then that we could like... So yeah. the Sarah, not the complicated ones, but you know, like not to shoom, <laughs> not cooking to shoom for you, Sarah, but... Um, okay, back to food. Okay, just wait, real, just real quick. Listeners, if anybody would like to be a guest host, yes, we yeah. would love to have you. Aaron and I, I mean, we know the shoes are big. For such a small person, Sarah has really big feet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're like little kidding. canoes. Uh <laughs> Ronald McDonald is what I'm thinking. <laughs> No, right. I um we would love we would love to entertain that idea if I think that's a great idea. Guest hosts, I think that will be so much fun. Could be fun. So yeah. um send us an email or a DM or however you like to contact us and let's talk about it. Yep. All right. Aaron's cooking. What are you cooking? I'm cooking. What you cooking? What's cooking? I've got good looking, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have your oh your glasses aren't on. That's why you said that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I'm circling back to uh, an ingredient that we acquired from our good friends at Whispering Cedars Ranch. They gave us not only the lamb meat, but we also got some organs. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's just sometimes. <laughs> well, wait, why are you laughing? What, what's happening? <laughs> it's because we started the word with organs. And the last time I remember, sitting at the edge of my seat was when she talked about the jellied meat from yes. Norway and that it ended up oh. being the most amazing thing I had eaten. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so I was I was successful with weird jellied meat. Mm -hmm. So why not try and be successful with animal organs? That's right. Okay. Everybody have faith in me now. Yeah. Even though I know what you're going to make and I yeah. feel, I, I'm still a little nervous about it. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Let's just hear about it. Because it's organs. I am, I am yeah. totally nervous about this too, but I am going to try and make pate. Mm -hmm. And I found a recipe for lamb fry pate. What does that mean? So apparently lamb fry is the name for a lamb liver. In New Zealand. I've got a New Zealand recipe. Oh, because okay. believe it or not, I have New Zealand ancestry. Okay. Well, I don't see why that's so unbelievable. <laughs> like, what's so weird about that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> because because you found this out quite recently. Oh, yeah. Okay. On my dad's side, his grandmother was from New Zealand. What we didn't know was that she had a son there and uh, we got contacted about that uh, through the family and <clears throat> and started finding out more about his grandmother's history. So, are you like are you guys rich New Zealand tycoons now? Like do you own land? No, or like, like I kept I kept trying to swing that deal. I was like, how about we just <laughs> get like land in New Zealand and like some reason to travel there and how about they pay for our flight so that we can no none of that happened. <laughs> oh. 
So interesting trying to piece together history and ancestry from the past that um, we didn't know about. So Mm. life was so So. tough, man. Sometimes you think about these things, you're like, ah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I've got this uh, interesting New Zealand heritage. So I thought I would go after uh, a New Zealand recipe. Very nice. Mm -hmm. So it's got lamb liver, a lot of butter, Sarah. Very nice. Onion, thyme, cream cheese, Mm. brandy, salt, Mm. and pepper. Mm. I hope it's also a lot of brandy. (laughs) How much brandy? It's more just flavor. Well, how much flavor do you need to cover the flavor of the liver is what I'm thinking. (laughs) Because liver doesn't taste good. But you know what? I like pate. I really have always liked pate. I mean, it was something I grew up eating. And this one looks very, like, fluffy. It does, actually. And, like, it'd be easy to spread in honor, also, of Sarah's last episode. Because we've made fun of this a couple times. When we say serve it on a baguette and we say, oh, (laughs) and you made that baguette from scratch. (laughs) Oh, no, she's making baguettes. See? Yeah, baby. Yeah. But I've got a simple baguette recipe. So Mm -hmm. I think it is called baguette in brackets, the easiest recipe. Mm. Uh, Let me scroll down to this very, very scrolly recipe. Their life story. Yes. So now that you've heard my life story, (laughs) this is a no-knead bread baguette. So you mix together your water, your flour, your yeast, and your salt. It sits covered for 12 to 20 hours on the countertop. And then the next day, you make your little uh, loaves, let them rise for a couple hours, and then pop them in the oven. Nice. So I'm going to make the baguette for you nice that's my going away present for you very nice that it sounds delicious so yeah i make an overnight bread all the time i love that method i think it produces a really moist dough that gets nice and crispy on the outside but still Mm. nice and it's really it tends to be a bit denser but really Mm. dense inside and like That's what you want from a baguette because you want to spread something on it. Yeah. You want, don't want it to fall apart. Right. Exactly. Right. You don't want it to just, you know. Don't want to be too airy. Yeah. And it exactly. holds up if you want to toast it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I love that overnight bread deal. So I think this will be a tasty baguette. Getting back to your lamb liver, mm-hmm. oh. I just wanted to share something with you. Um, we had friends over um, on the weekend, one of my friend's mom, his mom has been the only one who has been able to make liver and onions palatable for me. Mm. And we just oh. found out that one of the reasons was because she adds brandy or cognac right at the end onto her liver and she finishes it with it. And I have a feeling it works a lot like when I put sake onto my mm. uh, meat. Yeah. Well, I'll have yeah. to tell you how this goes. I'm not sure about the method here. One thing that I've heard is that liver can be very irony tasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if that alcohol helps cut that. Right. Yeah, I think that's what Sarah was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean liver can be very iron? Have you never tasted liver? I don't think I've ever eaten liver and onions. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. I was it's, forced uh, into Yeah. We had to eat it when I was a kid too. My See, my mom it. grew up eating it and didn't like it, so she never made it. Yeah. And so uh, I'm the generation that it skipped. 
my dad really quite likes it. So my, I think that's why my mom used to make it. And we all had to eat it too. And I still just, I can imagine the smell of it cooking and it makes me. Yeah, the smell oh, is oh. not. The smell of cooking it is maybe worse than the actual, if you just yes, right. ate it without ate having it. that sort of smell, yeah. right? There's a lot of things like that. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. will be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, nothing like setting yourself up for a challenge. Well, Erin's good at that stuff. <laughs> and yeah. she produces good results, so. Well, we'll wait Let's and see what you need guys Need I remind you of the persimmon jam? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Okay, not always, but almost always. (laughs) It wasn't your fault, but it was not good. (laughs) This episode of Three Kitchens Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you are calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online, anytime, on any device making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to av.bluecross.ca. Let's talk about pate and bread. Appetizers zhuzh up to your charcuterie tray, I guess. It seems so quiet in here. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, Sarah left us even earlier than expected because (laughs) her family, they had a trip planned to Disney she left this cool yeah do we even want to talk about <laughs> should we tell them why she just she just didn't come we shouldn't tell them that, that she's, she's off, off having fun the fun oh. and the warmth oh <laughs> god so she's off to california and we didn't have time to record before they left and so she yeah. did give us her feedback which i can read out later lucky lucky duckies. lucky sarah <sighs> yeah unfortunately for us but this is a little practice for, there a, we go. for a two-person <laughs> recording. <laughs> we'll get used to it. We're going to be pros at this. <sighs> it, it just feels a little bit quieter. That's all. We can occasionally say, WWSD, what would Sarah do? Or what would Sarah think? Because <laughs> we probably know by now pretty well. So I made some lamb pate, and this oh, was using... Tell me about pate. Yeah. This was using the liver of the lamb. I didn't we also have heart and kidneys. This said just liver, so I stuck with that. Uh-huh. I've never cooked liver before. Uh, when I took it out of the package, because it's all been frozen and wrapped up really nice by Jenna and Ryan mm-hmm. <laughs> and their butchers, it was already sliced. So the recipe said slice into one centimeter thick slices and remove the thin liver skin oh, with a sharp there's knife. There's skin on it. And I- yeah. Never really thought about what I have no idea. <laughs> these are these were all things that I was like, oh, what's that? Uh-huh. So <laughs> So there was it was already sliced up and there was almost like it was kind of like a casing on like a like a hot dog. Like you know, sometimes oh. you buy a hot dog and it's yeah. got like a casing you have to peel off. It was kind of uh-huh. like that. So I just kind of went around the edge and just like pulled off this thin Ooh. skin. And did you do it while it was frozen? It was totally thawed by the time I used it, which was really convenient. Let me tell you, I wish Sarah was here so that she could hear how much butter went into this. (laughs) She'll be listening. I'm sure she's listening. (laughs) It was 400 grams in butter total, like almost an entire block. Like that's almost a Mm -hmm. pound of butter. (laughs) Wow. 
And how much liver? Uh, just 250 grams of liver. Oh, how big is a lamb's liver? Um, I guess it's hard to tell because it was sliced. Because but... it was already pre-sliced, I don't know if it was just one liver or oh, if it was... Okay. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Mm. This must have been one. It was a fairly good... I would say it was like the size of my hand. Oh, that and... sounds like more than one liver then. Because those lammies are so little. <laughs> they, they're pretty small, so yeah. I'm not sure if it was a few. Here I am. I'm quickly Googling. How um, big? F- oh, my gosh. Is that right? Let me just... <laughs> you know when you get, like, the little preview of your Google yes. thing? And before you <laughs> click on it, I'm like, just a second. Let me click on that. A full liver. One to 1.4 pounds. Wow. That's pretty big. Yeah, that is. So then it probably was just one lamb's liver because it was, I think I had about 600 grams of liver total. So I only needed 250. Here's something for later. Oh, so what the thing I clicked on, let me see, what is this website? Oh, boy, is a farm, a lamb and goat farm. Okay, I scroll down related products. Oh, the lamb penis pizzle. A lamb penis, sometimes called pizzle, can be eaten raw or cooked by steaming or I'm not even going to hit the more info. Looks quite big and like they've tied it in a knot. <laughs> it's like, who knew? <laughs> Eat it raw, Aaron. Go on. <laughs> sorry, I sidetracked. I, I'm so that sorry one. that I'm silent, everyone. <laughs> I just don't have a response. <laughs> He's stunned. She's stunned by the lamb penis pizzle. Okay. Those are the pieces you feed to your pet. Like you... Or they go into... Or it goes into a sausage. Or let's not eat it raw. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Okay, let's get back to the actual edible... So let's get back to the pate. Yeah. (laughs) So first you start with 200 grams of butter. And you melt that in a pan and chopped onion. And you fry it up until it gets nice and translucent and it starts to the onions start to sweat you add in some thyme and garlic and you continue frying until it starts to the onions and garlic start to darken a bit but not get brown because you don't want it to get um crispy crispy (laughs) and you don't want that bitter flavor in there you let them cool a little bit and then you pour them into a food processor along with all that butter Mm -hmm. and then You add some more butter to that same frying pan, another 25 grams, just a couple tablespoons here now. That's when you add in your liver and you fry it. It recommends that you fry it both sides just until the liver is cooked through. Do not let it overcook or it will get dry and tough. Mm -hmm. They said just like cut a piece once you think to make sure that it's cooked through do that a couple times until it's like just cooked okay again i had never cooked liver before so this was very interesting process as soon as i started to smell it i definitely put my hood fan on like right away (laughs) because it has a very Uh unpleasant smell it's distinct you can't mistake it. very distinct must do something with all the blood and the iron that is within the liver because it kind of recycles your blood Mm -hmm. cells. It's kind of like its main job, I think. Yeah, it's kind of stinky when it's cooking. It it is, but thankfully the hood fan totally took care of that. So it wasn't terrible. So once it was all cooked through, I diced it up, popped it in the food processor with all the butter and onions. And then you want to clean that 
frying pan because it's gotten black and dark. You got little burnt crispy bits. You don't want any of that flavor in there. And it's nice and piping hot. So it's actually really easy to just pour in some water, deglaze the pan, toss that away, wash it down. And then it says to add a further 175 grams of butter to the pan. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, I just can't handle all the butter that this is. So what? I reduced it. Oh, I was like, this is too much because to the butter that you melt, you are then supposed to add like a whole block of cream cheese, wow, mm -hmm. brandy, salt and pepper. And then you blend it all together. And I was like, good God, I just can't add any more butter. To <laughs> so I went down to another half cup of butter. I reduced it to 120 grams. Uh, I couldn't fit this in my little tiny food processor. So then I had to transfer everything that I had blended up from the food processor into a mixer. And then you whip that all up until it's nice and smooth and then pop it into little ramekins and sprinkle some uh, salt. What was that? <gasps> I know, I just realized it says sprinkle pepper or sumac on top. And I had oh. sumac and I forgot. Oh, okay. Oh, well, put that into the little ramkins. It sat in the fridge overnight, and then I popped it over to your guys' place. Honestly, pretty quick and easy to make. It didn't really take much to do. And then I also made the bread. <laughs> the baguette. So this was a no-need bread baguette. It had six cups of flour, which was a lot of flour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I generally make an overnight bread just for our regular bread and so I have a bowl that I usually make it in but it, that recipe only has like three cups of flour I think and so when I made this bread and then you mix all your ingredients together and then you just let it sit as the yeast <laughs> kind of gets activated it starts to puff up well I this bowl did not contain it and so I had <laughs> made this in the middle of the day when I was making the pate and by the time I got home with the kids my one son was like uh something's wrong with your bread <laughs> because it was bubbling out the sides and like lifting up the plate and like oh, it wow. was just a big oozy mess so I was like oh I clearly need to put this into a bigger bowl <laughs> so I transferred it all into a bigger bowl and then it sat it recommended a longer sit time for 12 to 20 hours hours just sitting on your countertop so I let it go for as long as possible because I thought the more the merrier gives it more flavor I think because it sits and ferments and does mm -hmm. all of its gluteny stuff for longer so then you take this big wet sticky bubbly mass of dough and I tossed a bunch of flour on the counter dumped it out separated it into two loaves and then kind of formed it into a baguette like this stuff doesn't really form great mm -hmm. because it's so goopy and uh -huh. like it's it's working with this beast of dough it, it really is alive <laughs> 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 let's be honest here so then we take the dough you put it onto a baking sheet and make it into these long logs and then you let it sit for a couple hours to rise and then you can slit it and bake it I could not get it to slit with a knife because it was so like, Bleh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it just wasn't happening. So I think that's a must be a special kind of dough where you see those people who have like that little tool. I forget what it's called, but it looks like a little oh, straight yeah. razor kind of and they carve into the top and then get this beautiful design. I think it's a different type of dough. 
I think it's a different type of dough holds up better to that because this yeah. was just like it even says in the instructions to with a sharp knife to score it on top. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not working for me. <laughs> That's okay. So oven to 450. Uh, you boil two cups of hot water and place it on the uh, lower. What is that? Rack. Lower, rack. Thank you. <laughs> the <laughs> lower rack of your oven. So I just filled up a small baking dish with hot boiled water, put it on the lower level of your oven, and then you put your bread in. And so what this does is creates the moisture to make the crust on the outside crispy. Mm. So um, in like an industrial oven, it will inject steam into the oven when you're doing this. Like I used to work in a bakery at a grocery store and you could set like the moisture, the steam level and all that stuff. And you would do that to give the outside of your bread that crispiness cool I didn't that know you that. want yeah so I thought it was really cool that you could do this at home to make your baguette crispy on the outside yeah it said that you only leave it in there for 10 minutes and then take it out the water the water and okay. then let the bread keep baking for another 30 minutes I almost think I would have liked it crispier on the outside mm. I could have honestly left it in for a little bit longer maybe or maybe I needed more water it wasn't moist enough I don't know I didn't think it got the the same sort of crisp that I really like in a baguette mm. wasn't there anyway you put your bread up top it bakes for about 40 minutes and then you take it out and you've got your baguettes mm-hmm. so <laughs> so okay <clears throat> Well, the bread is the easy one. So let me start there. Okay, good. I love like this is a fantastic baguette. You can tell it didn't hold that kind of log shape, though, because it was a bit spread out. Yes, it almost looked more like a French bread, like a, a mini French loaf. Anyway, it did not matter because it was delicious bread. <laughs> and thank you for giving such a nice big piece of it because we really enjoyed it. And it toasted up really nice. Like sliced into nice pieces pop that in the toaster perfect so good that overnight bread it's dense and it's moist Mm -hmm. and it it's really resilient to being toasted and that's my favorite thing about like a homemade overnight bread is it's always so good for that and it's still good just without toasting too Mm. because it whole like it's a nice slice you can spread your butter or peanut butter or whatever on there and it doesn't fall apart and it doesn't like tear it's like yeah and I I like the level of crispiness on the outside of it I thought it was good okay I really liked it so I toasted my slice of baguette and I have never eaten pate so this was (laughs) new to me and I was a little hesitant as I told you in our little text uh exchange I was doing this thing where I spread it on and I take a bite and I'm like Hmm. What is that? And then I, so then of course I have to take another bite. I'm like, yep. hmm, what am I tasting here? And then another bite. Like I had to keep yep. doing this because there's something I couldn't place. Ah. Now I think it's the cream cheese. I told, I, there was something about it that was like familiar, but right. I wasn't expecting and I wasn't sure what it was. And I think it might've been that cream cheese flavor that's in there. Right. Right. I don't know what, I don't know what I was expecting exactly. I, um, I didn't expect it to be so creamy, I guess. And I really liked it. The flavor of it was really, it's really tasty. Yeah. Even though it does as, um, we can read out Sarah's comments, but she, she mentioned an aftertaste and I have to agree. There's a little bit of an aftertaste that's like, Mm, there's the liver yeah there yeah. like it kind of that... just sticks at the back of your tongue and you're like oh darn <laughs> while you're eating it you don't really get that it's just no. it's very flavorful and it's like it's yummy and then it's like oh yep it's... and there's that little bit 
You almost need it. I can see how you'd have it with like charcuterie or something where then you grab a pickle or like yes, a little something to kind of clear that, I think. Oh, totally. I never thought of that, but that would be really good with something pickled with it. Yeah. Like just kind of mm. cut that so that you can keep eating <laughs> because yeah. I was like, oh, I don't want to keep eating it because I, I'm not enjoying that after. But if you if you could just kind of clear that away, you could keep munching away on it and be ah, super yummy. I think you're totally right about the pickle. Yeah, that would have been. I only made two things. I didn't do enough. Yeah. God, <laughs> God, Aaron, you're so lazy. No, Sorry. I only just thought of it now. Honestly, when I was eating it, I was just sort of like focused on the pate. I didn't get that far. Let's see. Let me read what Sarah said. Yeah. Just so we include her comments. She says. This pate was way more flavorful than the pork store-bought stuff. It's very buttery and she loved the soft texture. The only downside for me was that it had a very iron aftertaste. Not being a fan of liver for that reason, that part was not palatable for me personally. Though that led to me having extra clean teeth because I brushed them again <laughs> after I ate the pate. <laughs> Loved the bread, sliced it thin, added some olive oil, toasted it on a pan, and ate it with the pate. Delicious. Great job, Erin. <laughs> She's the pate connoisseur of, of us, I think. Yeah. I also gave some to my parents because I grew up eating pate, but it was called liverwurst. Mm -hmm. That must be the German, I'm assuming, name for it. And I remember eating it as as a kid and we kind of were talking about it and I had an extra jar in the fridge and I was like, oh, here, you take some of this and you tell me <laughs> if I've made something worth eating or not. And so my mom said she ate it. She sat down with like crackers at the end of the night for her like snack. Oh yeah. And she was like, this is really good. So she just kind of munched down on it and she liked that it wasn't super salty because Mm. From her memory, the liverwurst that she was used to eating was very salty. Oh. And so this didn't have that much salt in it. Did it specify unsalted butter or does that matter? It just says butter. And I wonder if maybe what she was used to eating was made with salted butter. Had salted butter. Yeah, that's a good point. I just always have unsalted butter. Yeah, me too. But you never know. It recommends fresh thyme. And mm. I think that would have made it also better if I would have had some fresh herbs. I think I would have liked the overall flavor better. When you can, fresh <laughs> herbs are usually better, right? Yeah. This was such an interesting recipe to take on because it was something so completely new to us. Like new in the terms of you not cooked liver. Yeah, I was totally out um, of my wheelhouse. <laughs> none of us had ever made pate. I'd never eaten pate that I remember. Maybe I have and I've forgotten. Or, you know, sometimes it's in like a sandwich or like something that yeah. I haven't made myself. Um, which I also, th I also think this would be a great like spread in sandwich just for, it's got that extra, I don't know, something, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I, th I would like to make a sandwich with this as well. My children were not interested in trying this, nor was my husband. My husband tried it and he thought it was tasty. Mm -hmm. I mean, he wasn't like going back for more of it. He was like, mm, that's pretty good. It's edible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's edible. He didn't ask too many questions either, but so if you... <laughs> If Maybe you get I don't into it, yeah. It's something that we're not accustomed to eating because we're kind of spoiled that we always get whatever cut of meat we want. We don't really have to make do with what we have. So I think I think it changes your perspective a little bit on like what can be done with all the things that you do have. The free and meat. Free meat. We're working with the free meat. 
That's right. Well, if you're trying to use a whole animal, yeah, that's where these things would have originated is somebody was like, okay, what yeah. do I want to do with this piece that nobody seems to enjoy the flavor of or whatever? Like maybe they didn't love the flavor and they were like, hmm, what could I do with it? Yeah. I think this is a fun thing to put on a charcuterie board. Mm -hmm. It's the thing you eat in a small amount. So when you have it with other stuff, it's something yeah. interesting. And if you're serving it to people, they'd be like, what's this? Like it'd be an interesting little oh, yeah. new thing yeah try something different start your new year with a resolution of trying new things right how yep. many people make that resolution i'm sure there's got to be some go out and buy a nice pate from wherever you buy a nice pate from and give it a try oh yeah there's tons of european delis for sure mm -hmm. in calgary where we are and if you don't have access to that you can make it yourself exactly cheers to the new year I wonder how Sarah's doing right now in the sunshine <laughs> and the palm trees. Don't think about it. She's out there like having a wonderful time with Mickey Mouse and she's by the pool and her kids are like, hey mom, hey mom. Watch me, watch me. And yeah, she's no, just watch like, me. Ah, shut up. I'm <laughs> this is my vacation too. <laughs> we have to think a little bit of it being annoying or something so that yeah, so that's that what makes us feel better. Gets us by. <laughs> We'll see you in 2023. That's right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> and now for the fine print. Join us over on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, and on our website at threekitchenspodcast.com. And remember, when you like, follow, subscribe, and review, it helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening. The lamb's not drinking and like, yeah. eating fatty food. Smoking out at the bar. It hasn't turned into a bad sheep. <laughs>